Welcome to episode 7 of Lost Without Japan, a podcast based on Japan and you are lost without moments. This is your director of travel for TKIC Studio Productions, coming to you with hopes and dreams of a return to travel for himself and others in summer 2022. I'd like to thank you all for giving me a bit of your time again today and truly hope this podcast finds you in a good place are on the path to a better one, no matter how it may seem at the moment. My belief is that we could all use a beacon like this one in our lives to help guide us during these times, and my hope is that Japan, along with this show, will become that for you. Getting you to Japan on either your first visit or a return trip will be a topic that will be hitting many times through this first season. Today's episode will continue to add on some items for you to bring with you to Japan and then、um, also share some stories from when I've been over there myself. But our big focus for our time today will be in giving thanks for Kyoto and some things that I found out when I was looking at places to share with you as well. So go ahead, take a few deep breaths, and come along with me. As we begin planning either your first trip to Japan or your return trip to Japan once travel opens back up. So let's go ahead and get this show started and get you on your way to making your very own Lost Without Moments. I want to go ahead and say a big thank you again for our sponsor, the K pop Kimchi Podcast. Their super brief advertisement will go at the end of today's show. And if you could give a listen and check them out and let them know that I sent you, it'd be much appreciated. Now, on to our follow up portion of our podcast and today's topic giving thanks for Kyoto. First, I just want to do what we normally do and see how is everything going for you. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you're returning Lost Without Japan listener, then Thank you so much for turning once again. How are your steps going? For those of you new to the podcast, you can listen back to us. But basically, this section is kind of just a, a check, a kind of a guide of where things are going, because our goal ultimately is to get you to Japan or to return to Japan again with you know, new and fun, interesting places that you may not have thought of、um, on your own or on that previous trip. I、um, also give a chance to share kind of how my studies for Japanese are going、um, and kind of give a little bit more information about what we'll be covering today. So, how is it going for you? Were you able to add $5, $10? What was it that you're able to add this month so far? Whatever it is, no matter how big or small, celebrate it. Was it going without, you know, stopping at、uh, Starbucks or? You know, whatever spot that it was to add that to it. If you did, congratulations. If you're still working on setting it up, go ahead and set that reminder in your phone. I know that you are going to be able to do this and that together we're going to find you stepping off the plane in Narita or Haneda and you will be in Japan one day. So, how is it going? With your studies, if you're doing the Japan studies like myself, I know that during these busy times, especially over this Thanksgiving break, mo- most of my focus, and I think it should be this way, is you know, spending that time with your family and friends. 
But trying to keep those studies going so that you don't end up with a larger gap of time where you're trying to make up for that time. So, you know, I'm trying to fit it in with this time, but I'm really looking forward to Monday um, when this podcast comes out and kind of return to more of a normal study pattern uh, for us. Uh, today, I'm actually trying to record this episode before my family celebrates our version of Thanksgiving, where we end up having uh, Japanese curry with breaded pork chops and rice. And, um, you know, I know that sounds like, hey, it's not your stereotypical uh, you know, Thanksgiving that you have in the United States. But you know what? I realized between all the meals that we celebrate visiting family and friends, really don't need to add another huge meal to the fold and have like all of this that's sitting in my refrigerator. Cause I don't know about you, but my kids uh, really don't eat leftovers. <laughs> so it just made more sense for us to just do a meal that we all enjoy. And then we follow that up um, while we're eating to watching uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, uh, which is one of my favorite movies. And I kind of have like a movie for a bunch of holidays that we end up watching together as kind of a family tradition. Um, and then we kind of look to put up our tree and, uh, you know, kind of just enjoy some time together today. So let's get our podcast going and I'll get on to uh, enjoying my time with the family here um, as well. And I truly feel lucky and wanted to let you know that sharing this journey with you means or you know, a whole bunch to me. You know, I wanted to set aside some time for you today before going with my uh, family. And I really do uh, want to support you in your dreams and goals. And I know that you're thinking of me as well. So for all of you that are moving forward with this and listening today, thank you. And for those of you that are trying to get your goals and dreams of getting to Japan, don't just rely upon me, but I am always available by um, email or by messaging through our Instagram uh, page as well. But tell your friends and family that you can count on the most that you want to be held accountable with this and have them check up with you and get as many people as you can supporting you on this. Because like I said, we're going to do this and we're going to do this together. And if you want to uh, reach out, Feel free to let me know how everything's going for you and also some input on today's show because I have a couple questions in that regard. But you can always reach out at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com, lostwithoutjapan on YouTube, or at Instagram at lostwithoutjapan. And I'm hoping to be able to meet up again over winter break with and interview some others uh, for some new formats for our show going forward for like January, February. And so one of those interviews is going to be, I hope, with my son as I work around his work schedule. And then also I'd like to introduce you to the K-Pop Kimchi podcast uh, crew as well. And just although it's not Japan, um, it fits under that loss without moment because uh, they have a pretty uh, interesting story about uh, what got them into uh, K-pop and starting a podcast and a YouTube page. And they just have so much going on. So sharing something that someone's passionate about is always fun because, you know, you never know what you're going to find as a next hobby or interest yourself. So let's get started um, with our step five, giving thanks for Kyoto and 5A, more supplies for the trip. 
First, some items to add to your uh, trip to make sure it goes off. I want to let you know that I actually created a Amazon um, page or like a list that has the things that I've been talking about from the show and just have it in one place because I thought, um, A, I want to make sure that I don't uh, repeat things if at all possible and sorry if I have already. But also, I just think it's just a nice thing to reference as you're going along because truly, Buying these little things um, throughout your time, even if you're not planning on going for two or three years, uh, a lot of what I'm recommending, it's not like it's going to go bad. So um, I have a couple of things to recommend for that today, and I will include the link for these items in the show notes for today. If you notice that there's a link that's not working um, or that something isn't there anymore, please let me know and I'll try to keep it updated uh, with feedback from you. Greatly appreciate it. Um, For today, uh, two things uh, that I had kind of go together. One of them is a rain covering for your shoes. And it's not something that I would have thought of. But honestly, who wants to go a whole day with wet shoes? And although their rainy season is during the summer, it truly is something that can go uh, at any time. Uh, You know, for, for just can rain. All year long can also snow, but it can rain uh, numerous times throughout the year. And I found that once I started bringing a shoe covering uh, that was meant for the rain and to keep my shoes dry, it has become a part of my like constant, always in my backpack item. Doesn't take up much space. And it's just when you don't need it, you forget about it. When you do need it, you are so thankful that you have it. And I, I bring this with me no matter where I go now. Tied together with that are some rain ponchos. And you could get a reusable one um, if you would like. Um, or you can get ours that you can look to try to recycle. Because uh, really, honestly, there's so many opportunities in Japan to kind of make sure things are put in their correct place and uh, taken care of in in a very, uh, you know, good manner. You could also get your throwaway ones as well. I have links for that uh, because again, again, you want to be dry. And I love going through Japan and buying um, umbrellas. I love the clear ones. You know, I'm a fan of Lost uh, in translation. Scarlett Johansson walking around with that clear umbrella makes me every single time I go back buy the same or similar one and just enjoy it. Uh, My plan is to bring it back with me though this time. I keep on having them uh, walked off with. And I know I've told you that Japan is a thing where like I've had my friends have cameras. I've had cash returned to people. Uh, You can leave your bags and things aren't going to walk away. But let me tell you, it doesn't uh, hold true for uh, umbrellas. People just grab the one that's there. Um, So, you know, I'm going to uh, make sure to buy one that's just going to be sealed put in my luggage and just be for myself for when I get back home. And if someone walks off with it again, like it always seems to happen right before I leave, um, you know, like uh, no harm, no foul. So uh, one other thing that I have uh, for you is the, uh, like a reusable handkerchief. And I know it can sound like old fashioned, that's gonna tie in with one of the ones I'm talking with next. But let me tell you, um, handkerchief is a wonderful, wonderful thing. Number one, 
Um, it, it's nice to have to offer if you're with somebody for the day that sneezes and doesn't have anything to blow their nose. I, like old-fashioned, I guess, in that regard, love uh, the opportunity then to hand someone a clean uh, handkerchief that they can have, especially if you're trying to make friends or just make a positive um, interaction or memory uh, for someone else. But I find that I use them a lot. Um, I have allergies. I have allergies pretty much... uh, 364 of the 365 days of our year. Uh, So it's just always something with me. Um, And it's nice to be able to have that um, with you. And uh, I find it again, I can use it more for blowing my nose, (laughs) but it is just something nice to have. Um, I want to also let you know that there's a pretty large sale going on right now um, with the Osprey Farpoint 70 Men's Travel Backpack. And I'm pretty sure that goes for all of their backpacks. Um, I don't know how much beyond today's uh, release uh, that this is going to be true or not, but they do go on sale periodically throughout the year. But it's around like $125 right now instead of $200. And although the $125 is still a lot of money, $75 off is pretty good. So if it's something you find yourself um, able to do, I can't recommend it enough. And even stopping over at REI to get fitted, as I've talked about before, before doing the purchase isn't a bad idea as well. But truly, um, I don't leave home without mine. So thank you for that. Now on to Kyoto, and I want to let you know, I titled today's show Giving Thanks for Kyoto, but actually it was supposed to be great food in Kyoto. Um, I have and continue to have um, maps that I save in my Google Maps uh, that are four different areas that I've been to, like in, in Kyoto, Osaka, Hiroshima, and so on. And it's just filled with places that we found um, and that I want to go back to. And I was so excited to share with you um, one of my most like memorable favorite places to eat uh, aside from our good time friend in, uh, in Hiroshima. Um, there was an Italian restaurant that my friends and I found uh, back in 2019 before uh, COVID and things uh, ended our travels um, that we went to, and it was the only thing that was open, the only thing in our area. And it turns out the hotel we stayed at is closed permanently as well. But this restaurant, unfortunately, is um, also. I mean, the lack of tourism is hitting them so hard. And the restaurants, a lot of them that you can go into are run by one person. And they do everything. I mean, they do the dishes. They do the food. They welcome. They you know get people seated. It's just one person running it. And that was one of the places I was looking forward to most to share with my son on this upcoming trip. And um, seeing that it was gone, um, you realize, you know, how much this is truly like impacting um, the world, Uh, not just here, uh, but over there. So I want to just give thanks to the fact that I was able to go there. Um, And I can truly tell you one of my favorite things to do no matter where I am is to just walk and not be on your Google map um, or your Apple map or whatever it is that's here and just kind of walk and explore. And I can tell you that some of my favorite restaurants that I found um, have been places that haven't shown up on a Google map or, you know, a map that you pull up on your phone. And it's just... um, You know, truly, when I've traveled throughout Japan, I've had some of my best Indian food, Italian food, and just so on. 
not even attached to uh, Japan itself as far as food that you'd normally figure out to be Japanese. And it's been amazing. And this is something I've heard from numerous people, as is the case that when the, the Japanese do something um, with food, I tend to see that they really, really, really do it as well as what you're going to find, you know, if you visited Italy itself or that they do it even better at times. So don't just limit yourself to eating Japanese food uh, while you're there. I think you'd end up missing out. Now, if you're only there for a few days, make the most of your time and do what you want to do. But if you're going to be there for a few weeks, um, it really is going to be something that I think you're going to really enjoy, especially the small um, restaurants and locations that are just run by the one person. So it's 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 truly great. But like I said, um, I had meant to say good food, uh, like great food. And I was going to go through my places I've been to um, as well. And I'll include some of these um, that I am going to still include uh, in the notes as well with links for you. But um, one thing I wanted to kind of share with you is that there's a cafe um, that's called Cafe La Siesta, um, 8-bit edition. And as you can tell, it is a cafe that also deals with um, like older uh, video games and things. Uh, My geekiness is not limited to just Japan, as I'm sure you can begin to figure out already. Um, But also the Kyoto Beer Lab. It is uh, one of those places I'm looking to share with my um, son, uh, being able to sit on a river in Kyoto and just take that all in um, while sharing like an adult beverage uh, is going to be a wonderful thing with or without that adult beverage. That location is amazing. So if you're not one that um, does that, I'm like, I still recommend going there and out the back and along the river and just taking that view in. It is wonderful. One of the other things um, that I'd like to share with you is Ipudo, and it's actually in a Aeon Mall. And you're like, what are you talking about? Like you're in Kyoto and you're at a mall. And I got to tell you, uh, one of my favorite things to do, and it doesn't have to be in Kyoto, but can it be Osaka, Hiroshima, uh, Kyoto, whatever is, is that you... um, stop and make some of your trip uh, one of these Aeon malls. I love them. I love the food courts. I love the fact that you're actually seeing families um, there doing normal family things. And it's not a touristy uh, thing. It's like the the longer that I'm gone, I kind of miss the interactions with my uh, kids or, you know, like as well. So it's kind of one of those happy places that I found for myself Um to make it seem, you know, like you have that connection, even if you are still apart. And like I said, on this upcoming trip, it's going to be nice to bring my son with me so he can have that. But you do miss some of that normalcy, at least I do. And um, being able to do that and kind of walk around, I found some of my um, most favorite things to give uh, to someone. My dad, like uh, I brought him golf balls once and now he wants them every time. Uh, That came from like walking around. I'm also a fan of the of K-pop and Twice, and I found um, some of the albums from them, and some of the best deals, like as sales and things like that, 
ever. I found clothes that I've given my son as a gift at, at um, a mall. Really, uh, even if it's just for a part of a day, set aside some time, um, especially if you get a day where it is raining and you're using those items I recommended earlier. Um, go to the mall. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. Also, um, as you're going through, um, would you all be interested in me sharing a Google map location kind of uh, spots and things like that per city for places to visit or places that I would recommend to eat. Uh, if you would, uh, reach out by email or just message through Instagram and let me know um, that you would or you just it's okay to share them as we are right now. Um, either one, I'll be happy to do. So one thing I can also say is that the number of places that I had to share with you was uh, longer again before I was going out. And I'm gonna have to say, I'm gonna have to wait uh, till I go back now to Kyoto with my son to add to the list of places that I've been to and will do so for sure um, after my return. But um, so what I'd like to do instead is just kind of um, share some of my favorite places that I have traveled to myself and give you some of my recommendations attached to that as well uh, for Kyoto. So fans of Lost in Translation or just fans of a beautiful uh, location with ice cream, let me tell you, um, the Hien Shrine um, is wonderful. Um, it's the one uh, in the movie where Scarlett Johansson's walking across the circular stones across the water. And um, next to that, there is a location where you can get some ice cream and tea and things like that as well. And a great spot for a friend or someone that's with you to take a picture or just to ask someone to uh, take a photo or a short video of you walking across it. Um, even if they laugh when you uh, ask. So it's I loved it. I loved it. Um, one other is the Kimizu uh, Dera. Uh, it is... One of those world heritage sites and if you're going to Kyoto it's truly um, on the list of everything uh, but I just want to point out that right now after the Olympics and I'm hoping for next summer um, it's actually all completely open I've been to Kyoto three previous times this will be my fourth and a portion of it has been closed every single time I have gone this will be my first time to be able to see it all open and I can't recommend it enough, especially um, in November um, when the leaves are changing. Uh, that is still one of my most favorite moments, just period. And one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Still just as beautiful in summer, but the amount of colors that I saw was just amazing. One other um, spot that we're looking to make uh, into a trip is the Fushimi Inari Tashi. And it is... Um, on Instagram, you see those long curving uh, Tori gates, the orange gates themselves that look like they go on forever. That is this location and it is open 24 hours. Um, and what we're looking to try to do is to visit the Shinto shrine and get there before uh, the sun comes up. And it is a bit of a walk, let me tell you. One of my favorite things that happened uh, when I visited there is that there were two uh, gentlemen uh, 
older gentleman uh, that sat down next to me when I was kind of catching my breath and uh, taking a drink uh, from one of the various stalls that are open. And um, they sat next to me. One of the gentlemen had done business in New York before and was excited to practice his English. And I thought they were resting. And no, turns out they do the trip up and down. And it is, again, my friends, like definitely a long walk, like an hour, something like that, if I remember correctly. But they were just sitting down with me so that I was not uh, uh, lonely or just making sure I was okay. I mean, just, uh, it's just, I I love it. I loved it so much. And it was, again, nice to just kind of uh, make contact and make, you know, again, another possible friend of time that's there. But just goes to show how much they're thinking of really wanting for you to enjoy your trip. So don't worry, uh, again, about not knowing Japanese or not knowing or making mistakes. Um, You're given so much uh, leeway when it comes to that. But our plan is to get there and use the um, headband lights um, ourselves to kind of walk up and get towards the top, like one of the um, top sections where you can see Kyoto. And... um, I'd been there previously by myself and and thought that I hadn't made it to the top because it was getting dark and I did not have that headlamp with me. And um, I made all my friends when we came back in 2019 say, hey, we've got to go here. And again, like I said, long walk to get back because I wanted to be able to see the top. Turns out I had seen the top. (laughs) So everybody on this hot, sweaty day just looked at me like, Mike, really, really, really? Um, But we're going to do it again because I'm a glutton for punishment, but also because I really feel like this view is going to be just amazing uh, to watch the sun uh, come up with and then kind of head down from there to go visit the Golden Temple. Um, I really recommend getting there before it opens because that does have a set time and getting you close to the front. It's just a nice way to start your day. You can get in usually right away to get your picture of yourself or the temple before it gets too crowded. And it gets crowded quick, let me tell you. Um, if things you know are back to our normal uh, time and stuff, but really hit that first. Um, so those are some of my, like I said, my return trips, uh, favorite things and so on. But when you're doing the last uh, one thing to keep an look for is I would recommend you and your friends uh, talking um, loudly or just talking to yourself, uh, you know, playing some music from a Bluetooth speaker if others are not around, uh, just to make noise as you're going through because at times there are like warnings of animal, uh, you know, be it a, depending on where you're at, boars, um, monkeys, those things like that. So just something to be aware of. Um, I would really recommend doing this with like another friend or something like that and making sure to take advantage of those battery backpacks for your phone and stuff. Um, But uh, I'm not going to let it stop us. And I really feel it's going to be worth that, uh, the view at the top and just watching all that come out and being able to see all of Kyoto wake up uh, together with you is just going to be a wonderful thing. Now, um, One other thing I'd like to do at some point in time is kind of cover some anime and be it like Hayao Miyazaki and have it be one that like we watch together. Um, 
like I mentioned for the show, like, hey, we're going to talk about this one next one uh, or other movies that I can recommend, uh, Tampopo or, um, you know, Lost in Translation and those things. If that's something that you'd be interested in um, kind of hearing me talk about after uh, you listening to it, uh, let me know. Just, again, throwing out some other ideas uh, of things to add to our show. So here we go. Um I want to thank you again just for your time today and really um, just tell you that doing this has become a, you know, just something that I look forward to uh, and was something that uh, I've always wanted to do, but I'm just so happy to get this started with you and can't wait uh, to reach that 10 episode mark uh, together. And it's coming quicker than I even realize. So here's some housekeeping. If you could, please give a follow, like, comment on your favorite streaming service. For updates on the show, feel free to give a follow on Instagram at lostwithoutjapan or visit lostwithoutjapan.lipson.com. And if you want to directly email me in that old-fashioned way, uh, feel free to email me at lostwithoutjapan at gmail.com. We've already had some listeners do that, and it truly means a lot. Look forward to the next episode to arrive in two weeks and have our adventure continue together as we continue our discussion about getting you to Japan and start making your own Lost Without Moments uh, in episode eight. On behalf of Lost Without Japan and our entire crew, I'd like to thank you for joining us on this trip and we're looking forward to seeing you on board again in the very near future. To everyone out there, Oh, ginky day. Stay well, my friends. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Turner, with my co-host, Paul Grella, Brian Limper. And when you need a break from planning your upcoming trip or maybe even your first trip to Japan, be sure to come check us out on the K-Pop Kimchi Podcast, your number one source for all things K-Pop related.